have the San Francisco 49ers heading to Minnesota to take on the Vikings as six and a half point favorites. The total is set at 44. This is Showdown Coverage brought to you by SharpFootballAnalysis.com. I'm your host, Adam Wildy. And before we jump over to DraftKings, we want to talk about the promo code ANGLES. Use promo code ANGLES to save 15% off your subscription at SharpFootballAnalysis.com. Let's jump into the sleep. All right, for now, we are going to build as if Christian McCaffrey is active. Uh, it looked like his timetable was going to be like three weeks. I don't know what the buy coming up. Maybe he's going to tough it out. Uh, his price at 12000 is kind of indicative of him being banged up. He'd usually be like 12800 at this point in the season. Uh, but nonetheless, if he is on the field, he's going to be uh, the primary player in all of our builds because – we're expecting the 40. I, th I think that the six and a half point spread is a little bit of bait, to be honest with you. I think it should be closer to eight. I don't think the Vikings keep it this close. I don't think the 49ers have another tough outing on offense. So with that being said, Christian McCaffrey is going to be one of the focal points of our builds. What you are going to see is that it's going to be very, very difficult to play Christian McCaffrey, Brandon Ayuk, and Brock Purdy. In that sense, uh, I guess it wouldn't be terrible if Christian McCaffrey were to miss the game. But like I said, trending towards playing. And uh, they do have the buy coming up. So it would make sense that he would gut this one out and then uh, get it figured out over the buy. Brandon Ayuk at 10,800. That seems like a lot to pay for Brandon Ayuk, but it's really not. His target share has been fairly close to elite. And Debo Samuel is going to be out for this game. So already a super healthy snap share, super healthy target share. And now with Debo Samuel out, you can project Ayuk safely for over 30% target share. That's definitely something worth play, paying 10800 for. Like I said, you will see when we start building lineups, it is going to get difficult to fit those two in. That's kind of like when you have the Las Vegas Raiders and you're trying to fit in Jacobs um, with Devontae Adams and Jimmy Garoppolo or whoever's playing quarterback. It It's never easy. You do need a few punts. Of course, we do have some punt options because Justin Jefferson will be out for at least four weeks with his hamstring injury. So with Debo Samuel and Justin Jefferson out, you have increased roles for a lot of those cheap receivers that could help us um, afford some of those top three or top four San Francisco options. Kirk Cousins at 10,600 is... It, you could get away from Kirk Cousins if you need to win this slate, especially if you're trying to play Brandon Ayuk, because obviously if you play uh, Kirk Cousins, you're not going to afford Brandon Ayuk uh, if you're running four by twos or five by ones with uh, San Francisco. So you could get away from Kirk Cousins. Something that I've seen popping a lot in uh, the, the uh, optimizer is Kirk Cousins with like Brandon Powell, because you're not going to want to play Kirk Cousins by himself, but you are going to want to play him with somebody cheap so that you can afford at least two of the top options for San Francisco. So that's something that you're going to see a lot, maybe something that we'll explore, but it just gets your life gets so much easier when you admit Kirk Cousins and you can tell your, yourself the story that San Francisco defense is absolutely incredible and uh, maybe Kirk Cousins doesn't get there, but it's really more of a pricing thing to admit Kirk Cousins out of your lineups. It's not so much a um, like I it's not not someone I want to fade. I do believe that he has the ceiling to be viable. Just doesn't really fit into our builds. TJ Hawkinson is the same way at 8,800, especially since Jordan Addison is down there at 7,600. Hawkinson's an excellent tournament play because he's just a little too expensive um, and he is going to kick out one of those uh, top options for San Francisco, which is going to force you to have an inherently unique build if you go with TJ Hawkinson. 
you are not going to be able to fit Kirk Cousins and TJ Hawkinson into a four by two with the 49ers. So unless you're going to build around um, the Vikings, keeping it close, then you're probably going to want to play TJ Hawkinson by himself. Once you play TJ Hawkinson with Kirk Cousins, you're going to have a tough time. The only thing that I could see doing in large field tournaments that would still allow you to go four by two is put TJ Hawkinson at captain, put Kirk Cousins in the flex and then play your four uh, 49ers. That's something that you could do. Maybe something we can look at if we have a little bit extra time. But like I said, Jordan Addison down, down there at 7,600, he's going to have the, the the wide receiver one target share, most viable option in the, my uh, Minnesota passing game. And he's fairly cheap relative to uh, projected volume. He's also priced right there next to George Kittle. So I don't, the field is so sharp now. Kittle's three touchdowns not going to increase his roster percentage, especially since uh, he got up. I believe he was 6,400 and now he's 7,200. So he got a little bit of a price hike too. And he was just not viable for most of the season prior to that three touchdown game. I mean, I know it, it, uh, it really took a toll on me to not have George Kittle in my lineups uh, last slate, but it's just, it's tough um, to invest in George Kittle given the, uh, the usage he's had. And last game when they lost, he had, I think a target or two very low target share for George Kittle um, in games that he doesn't score three touchdowns apparently. So I don't think that Kittle is going to be viable for like small field stuff because it's just going to be too hard to fit him in when you're already trying to fit in Purdy and Ayuk and uh, Christian McCaffrey. If Christian McCaffrey's out, we've got a different story on our hands. We're going to have some savings because we'll get to the running backs in just a moment, but they're both in the 5K range if Christian McCaffrey's out. Alexander Madison's usage has gone down just a little bit over time with, with Cam Akers coming in, and Cam Akers is too cheap as well, by the way, but if you can't get to Kirk Cousins, which, as I've said, is very difficult, then I am assuming that somebody's going to score points because it's a 44-point total and the 49ers are only um, favored by six and a half. So that's assuming that Minnesota's going to score around 20 points. Uh, that would mean that someone on their offense has to do well, and I would expect that to be Alexander Madison if it's not Kirk Cousins. So just keep Alexander Madison at minus 6,600. He is priced in a weird range. Uh, he and KJ Osborne, who we're about to talk about, are priced in a weird range where they're probably not going to get a lot of attention. That's good for your tournaments, of course. And both of them are viable options, uh, especially in like five by one on slots. You could, in, you could perhaps uh, encapsulate a lot of Minnesota's scoring with simply playing Alexander Madison. KJ Osborne is a nice stack with Kirk Cousins. If you decide to go like Brock Purdy at captain, maybe Brandon Ayuk and then two punt plays uh, for 49ers receivers like Jawan Jennings and Ronnie Bell, then you might be able to forward um, KJ Osborne and Kirk Cousins. And that's a nice skinny stack that won't be uh, super rostered. In large field stuff, I would not shy away from playing KJ Osborne at captain only because he's stepping into the wide receiver role. It's kind of like wide receiver two role. It's kind of like when Joshua Palmer steps in for Mike Williams, pretty productive usually. And KJ Osborne's actually had some good fantasy outings this year without stepping into that second wide receiver role. So I don't, I don't know that you want to go there in small field stuff. I don't know that you need to go there in small field stuff. But KJ Osborne in large field is probably the only Viking that I'm I'm willing to play at captain. So just something to keep in mind for for large field tournaments. Now we scroll down and things start to get a little bit interesting. We have Nathan and Mitchell. So 
I will never trust anything Kyle Shanahan says, but he did put out his reasoning for um, Mason playing more than Mitchell. Um, it was said that Elijah Mitchell had a role uh, already established and that Mason's role was um, basically to back up Christian McCaffrey. So Mason stepped in for McCaffrey and then Elijah Mitchell was able to keep his role throughout that game. So that's why the usage was the way that it was. And he said that Elijah Mitchell is the starter going forward if Christian McCaffrey is not able to play. And I think he kind of has to say that because Elijah Mitchell has been a productive starter for the team in the past. So it would make sense why he would get the nod going forward. But I don't know that that's going to stick much. I will go with Elijah Mitchell over Mason uh, if Christian McCaffrey is out. But they're both probably viable. And in 20 max, you might want to play a little bit of either of them. It would help if Christian McCaffrey was out just for building. Obviously, we don't want Christian McCaffrey to be out. But um, building would get a lot easier because the salary relief that you get from Mitchell and Mason would allow you to play Kirk Cousins. That aside, we're going to build around Christian McCaffrey for now because uh, he would not have been a limited part, limited practice participant had he have um, – been a game time decision or something like that because they do have the buy coming up and they would just if he weren't ready to play they would just sit him and get that extended buy for him to get his um, abdomen back and and healed that brings us to uh Jawan jennings at four thousand. i stepped over the kickers but i, sh- I should note uh, moody at 5400 is pretty expensive and you do want to usually use your kicker as salary relief if you're building an onslaught lineup or even a four by two but you're gonna have a hard time playing Moody at 5,400. It almost makes him a sneaky tournament play because he's so expensive at that price that uh, he might be overlooked. And the fact of the matter is, if you're going to win by 10, 14 points that I that I think the 49ers could actually win by, uh, the kicker's probably going to be heavily involved. So just keep that in mind in tournaments. He is too expensive uh, relative to his kicker, his projection as a kicker, but... In tournaments, if you get a low-scoring game and the 49ers end up winning by double-digit points, you're going to have the kicker involved, which could definitely happen. Juwan Jennings, of course, stepping into that wide receiver two role. It's a little different with uh, with Debo Samuel out because Juwan Jennings doesn't do the same things that Debo Samuel does. So he can't re- you can't really project him for Debo Samuel's usage. Really, all you can do is project Brandon Ayuk for like over 30% of the um, targets. Joan Jennings at 4,000 is a nice value and he's a good pump play on a regular basis anyways, just because he could be good for like two catches for 45 yards and a touchdown always inside his realm of possibility. So you probably need him, especially if you're going to go Brock Purdy at captain and play Brandon Ayuk, you would want to go like Purdy, Ayuk, Jennings, and maybe Ronnie Bell, who we'll talk about in a minute, something like that. That's what you're going to have to do to afford the players that you want to play. And you're probably going to miss out on Christian McCaffrey if you do that. So Brandon Ayuk is so expensive that um, – and and everyone's going to want to play McCaffrey and Purdy. He's so expensive that uh, his roster percentage might be pretty low just because people are going to have a tough time getting to it. You can't really play uh, Ayuk, McCaffrey, Purdy with one of them at captain and uh, come away with a viable lineup that doesn't have multiple punts. So keep that in mind for Brandon Ayuk. If you can fit Brandon Ayuk in a lineup you're comfortable with that has all three of them, uh, definitely go for it. Brandon Powell at 2,800, he's stepping into an increased role. Uh, he will be the wide receiver three in in place of, I guess, KJ Osborne was the wide receiver three with Justin Jefferson involved. So Brandon Powell is going to look at something like four targets, probably 60, 65% snap share. 
great for 2800 great sign me up for that all day and he was already getting some design stuff so expect him to get three four touches which is plenty at 2800 especially if you're going to be used in the red zone Cam Akers, 1,800. Ronnie Bell, uh, skip over McLeod. I don't I mean, in large field, definitely, because you're going to want to cycle through every viable 49er stack you can, but uh, not someone that you need to consider in, like, small field, even in 20 max. Cam Akers, 1,800. He's going to get, you know, seven, eight touches. That's a lot for someone at 1,800. That makes him super viable. Even someone that you could punch into, like, a large field onslaught, you could run back Cam Akers and just hope he falls into the end zone, and that would be incredible at 1,800. Just something to keep in mind. If you just want to jam in every single viable 49er, you can run back someone like Cam Akers because Brandon Powell is even a little expensive for that. Ronnie Bell at 1,000 is pretty much the same boat as uh, Ray, uh, Ray Ray McLeod. I think that Ronnie Bell is probably going to get the first crack at wide receiver three duties. But it's tough to say because McLeod's been around for a while. So they probably split it and the price is negligible. So, I mean, 1200 is, I guess, not negligible. But uh, once you get in that punt territory, it's like it's a toss up between the two. I guess just the, the hype around Ronnie Bell is going to give him the nod. But um I feel like you maybe you just go Ronnie Bell because you need the 1800 because we do need we do need salary help on this slate but I can't give you like a firm nod on who I would per- prefer between McLeod and Bell. I will say in tournaments I do like McLeod a lot actually. I think that McLeod has won me a good bit of money on on some different occasions when he's caught those long touchdowns and I've just kind of chucked him into a lineup cuz he was a, a viable punt. So I guess I I do give a little nod to McLeod, but it's so close between the two. If you fall into the uh, territory where you need one of those two, I'm going to give the nod to McLeod, but I don't know that. um, I think that salary is going to dictate which one you pick more often than not. Let's go ahead and try to build some lineups. Like I showed you before here, I'll just show you. So if you put Christian McCaffrey, a captain, uh, Iuke and Purdy, you're going to be outside the territory of pretty much anyone viable. Even if I go down to, Let's say like, um, let's try to do Brandon Powell and you come back up here, you start to run out of real estate pretty quickly. So you've got Brandon Powell, Alexander Madison to save you a little bit of salary and you still only end up with 1600 left, which means you could fit in like, there you go. Ronnie Bell decided the lineup, but here's the thing with this. Like, so Christian McCaffrey, a captain, Brandon, Ayuk, Brock Purdy, Brandon Powell, Alexander Madison, Ronnie Bell. It's nice that you fit McCaffrey, you can Purdy into the lineup. That's fantastic. And if Alexander Madison runs away with uh, a lot of usage and, and Kirk Cousins isn't getting it done through the air, then this makes a lot of sense. Your floor, though, with Brandon Powell and, and Ronnie Bell is so incredibly low. I know they're both stepping into increased roles, so they don't feel like true punts, but it's tough. I mean, this is something like midfield, 5,000 people maybe I feel pretty comfortable with. Uh, small field stuff. It's probably just easier to omit um, one of McCaffrey, Ayuk, and Purdy. One thing I guess you could do is you could flip Purdy to captain, and we can see if this works out. Um, let's throw Purdy in captain, see how much money it leaves us, uh, $2,500. So it doesn't help you a ton, right? I mean, you could play Cam Akers um, still, but it gets you up to Ray Ray McLeod, which, like we said, Ronnie Bell to Ray Ray McLeod is negligible, so – you want to play one of them because you have Brock Purdy at captain, but it's kind of difficult to go there. Let's just throw 
for the sake of finishing the lineup for Ray Ray McLeod there. So Brock Purdy at captain, Brandon Ayuk, Christian McCaffrey, Brandon Powell, Alexander Madison, Ray Ray McLeod. This is something that I'm fine with and uh, midfield stuff for sure. 5,000, whatever. It's great. Actually, um, Powell and McLeod will have low roster percentages and they, uh, are stepping into roles where they should get, you know, McLeod may be guaranteed two targets, Brandon Powell probably a little more, probably four. So you're comfortable with this lineup and it's fine. But in smaller field stuff, let's just look at it's just easier. Uh, I don't think you can really omit McCaffrey so much. So you're just going to have to skip over Ayuk. So you're going to go with Brock Purdy at captain again. Uh, just because of the salary relief, it saves you a lot of money. Brock Purdy at captain, Christian McCaffrey. Skip over Brandon Ike, maybe Kittle, but just not thrilled with Kittle. I'd probably rather go down to like Jawan Jennings and then go down to maybe Ronnie Bell. This saves you a lot of money, and now you might be able to fit Cousins and, yes, perfect, exactly what I wanted to do. All right, so this I like much better. It just so happens that you have to admit the wide receiver one that's got a 30% target share. Brock Purdy at captain, Christian McCaffrey, Jawan Jennings, Ronnie Bell, Kirk Cousins, KJ Osborne, a little bit higher of a floor. Juwan Jennings, probably five targets. Ronnie Bell, like McLeod, maybe two, but that's just a normal punt. Um, like Juwan Jennings should be probably 5K. So he makes a little bit of sense fitting into this lineup. And then you still get Kirk Cousins and KJ Osborne coming back. KJ Osborne, I think, is probably the best tournament play of the slate. And then Kirk Cousins is just a viable, you know, 20 points that could be 30, right? So solid floor solid ceiling for Kirk Cousins fit into your lineup you don't fit a uke but you get a nice little consolation prize and just to show you you can take Kirk Cousins out of this lineup and fit a uke um so you Brock Purdy a captain Chris McCaffrey Juwan Jennings Ronnie Bell Brandon Ayuk, and uh KJ Osborne and you're now you're running a five by one that's pretty viable so you do get my favorite tournament play in your lineup by doing that that's something you can do, something to consider. Just remember, if Christian McCaffrey is out, then we're going to go down to Elijah Mitchell and Mason, and then everything's going to get a lot easier. You can lock Purdy into every lineup. You can lock Jawan Jennings into every lineup. So that's going to do it for today. Thank you so much for watching. This has been Sharp, uh, Showdown Coverage, brought to you by SharpFootballAnalysis.com, and we'll catch you next week. Peace. 